Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. This is number 99, which blows my mind. <laughs> um, quick intro this week. Uh, this week I'm sitting down, I'm chatting again with TJ Anderson, who was on an earlier episode of the podcast. He is the author of the book, The Art of Health Hacking, which you can now find across the country or on Amazon or on TJ's own website, which is called healthhackerbook.com. I've read the book. Uh, I really, what I enjoyed about it, and we'll talk about it in the podcast, so I don't get into it a lot here, but I just enjoyed how, in, how it's empowering. It's not the specific details of if you take this many grams of protein a day or whatever, I don't know what what they would do, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, it, the beauty is not in the detail. The beauty is in changing habits and really inspiring people and motivating people and giving them a blueprint of how they can possibly become healthier and change their lives. So that's why it's called the art of health hacking. Um, it's an empowering book and I've been really into the idea of empowerment lately. Uh, I read a book, it was a teaching book, but it was called empower and it was about how, handing over the reins to your students is going to be a much more effective tool than you as the teacher or the coach in this instance uh, doing all the work. Um, obviously, if if people want to change and they want to enact change in their lives or get better or improve, they're the ones that have to actually do it. Um, not the person that's guiding them, right? Like think about Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. Great, great movie. <laughs> um, Yoda wasn't doing all the work for Luke Skywalker. Yeah, at one point he lifted an X-Wing out of the water with the Force, but that was just to show him how effective this is, right? But Luke Skywalker is the one running through the jungle doing backflips and handstands with Yoda on him and carrying around a Muppet. So uh, Yoda's just the guide here. If you really want to enact change, you got to you gotta actually put in the hard work Luke Skywalker style. <laughs> um, all right, so this is uh, episode 99 with TJ. Um, just a reminder, next week I will be skipping the episode um, because I will be, I just, right now, if you're listening to this when it comes out, I'll be in the middle of Desert Rats stage race uh, on the Cocopelli Trail running from Fruta to Moab. Um, and the week after that, I will be on a family vacation where I'm basically just going to disconnect from everything in my life except my wonderful, beautiful family. I'm going to completely enjoy the moments uh, with them. Slash, you know, it'll be stressful. It's a four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Let's be let's be real here. <laughs> um, but it'll be enjoyable. So I'm going to be completely present for that trip. So I'm not putting out an episode that week. And then we'll be back with episode 100. And I'm hoping to recap slash possibly have some live recordings from the stage race, which for me anyways, will be the hardest adventure I've ever taken on. Um, if you guys are interested, check out our Facebook group, Like a Bigfoot. Um, and I will post a link to the race GPS and you can kind of follow the racers for the desert rats there. Uh, and then also every night, if you follow Gemini Adventures on Facebook or Instagram, they will be posting updates about how the event is going. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of like 
for stage races um when it comes to who's in first place who's in second place and so on and so forth they do it kind of like a nascar scoring where each race and by that i mean i guess there'd probably be a better example would be like tour de france or something but each day they'll take our times and they'll accumulate over the week. And so the leaders might change through the day. It might be very dramatic. There's definitely going to be a lot of heat, a lot of exhaustion, a lot of miles. So check back for that. I bet you guys will be entertained throughout the week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully not from my suffering too much. Uh, but if you are entertained by a lovely hot podcast host, um, sweating his butt off in the desert feel free to check that out so that's gemini adventures um i think you can find them on facebook and instagram all right let's get into this interview with the author and just an all-around really nice beautiful human being uh the author of the art of health hacking tj anderson Um, just by looking at it, I would say you probably have to have it a little bit closer. Sorry. Sorry. You can't have it. The blue snowball on your junk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Yeah. Try that. Yeah. I know it's kind of inconvenient now since we're in these comfy chairs. Yeah. But, um, I think you're good here. Just say something. Say something. Hello. 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 That's perfect right there. Awesome. So, all right, let's get started, dude. Rock and roll. All right, so it was your birthday, and you were saying that you had, like, sugar-free ice cream cake. This is true. How is this a possible thing? Well, my friend, my girlfriend has the magic touch when it comes to creating healthy and tasty dessert treats. Not just dessert treats. She's uh, fascinated my taste buds in so many ways. Uh, I love mostly everything you cook babe if you're listening to this <laughs> um but uh yeah she she loves baking and 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 cooking and and so she made a couple different cakes over the weekend it was my 30th birthday uh yeah both paleo low sugar uh cakes one of them she put some exogenous ketones in so it was like a ketogenic cake yeah which is kind of cool <laughs> that was the ice cream cake the sugar-free ice no cream way. cake yeah that uh let's just say that didn't last long yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it went fast do you okay so i do obviously you're on because i want to talk to you about health and yeah you know you have this great book called the art of health hacking which i really enjoyed so last time you're on you hadn't released the book yet right this is our second time podcasting together yeah man and i had not released it i might have been just doing the crowdfunding campaign for the book you were uh you know about a year or so ago year and a half ago and yeah so here we are today and the book is finito it is finished it's done it is out it is about to drop national nationwide uh yeah it's been pretty fun process how did it feel when you had the actual copy of your own book in your hand oh that's a good question yeah so it uh it was like this like i had to like it was a lot of a lot of energy flowing, a lot of excitement, a little bit of like, like, honestly, like, I, you know, I'm comfortable in my sexuality and I can share this, but a little bit of schoolgirl giddiness <laughs> <laughs> is how I might describe it. Um, but just, just also just like 
I it felt in my body and and in my essence that like you know the work has paid off yeah three plus years of writing and nearly a year of editing later and uh yeah it 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 felt like um you know i birthed my own child in a way you know i'm <laughs> not married don't have kids and this felt like my own my own baby because it was yeah you know? it is yeah man yeah. well it's funny because it just has to, i i mean first of all i got the book in the mail and I was excited Aww. and I was like, I can't even imagine what a TJ feels like. Aww. Cause I was like, I know he's worked on this forever. And like, yeah. it's cool to have like one of your friends, you have right. like something that they created. And I don't care if it's a book or if it's like a painting or just something really cool that someone that you are friends with created. Yeah. It's so amazing. So I can't even imagine what that would feel like mm. for yourself, you know, and to be like, this wouldn't exist unless, ex- you know, unless I, put in three years of work right yeah man I, I, I uh i'm grateful that you were excited dude yeah we're buddies from iowa and we <laughs> you know both you know move moved out of colorado now which by the way if you're listening to this uh chris and i just to let everyone know yeah <laughs> we're currently outside right now yeah enjoying nature we just got done swimming. We did. We're, I have we're recording this. I'm recording this in your shorts. Yeah, yeah. So Chris <laughs> is in my pants right now. He's wearing, wearing uh, a pair of my shorts. We just uh, he's at my place. So I uh, we're in Boulder, Colorado. So yeah, we both yeah. live here in Colorado. And Chris came over. We just took a dip in the saltwater pool, and now we're enjoying some uh, some time in the sunshine. And actually, it's kind of shady right now, but. Um, but yeah, you know, being from Iowa and having a friend like you, you know, read the book and get excited about it. And, um, you know, for me, it's also been like, um, you know, it, it was it's it's an art piece, you know, but it's something I believe so much in. Like, uh-huh. you know, people will say like, oh, why did you write the book? And and and, you know, I'm like, did you write it for yourself? Did you write yeah. it for others? And it's really a combination. Like, like, I really believe in every square inch, every single one of the 75,000 plus words that are inside of this 15 chapter book. Like, uh, I believe in it. I've lived it. You know, it's written from my perspective in my own personal, like healing and like health hacking journey in my own life. You know, I get pretty vulnerable sharing like real stories of where I've tripped up so that the reader can learn from that. Right. As you know, as, as you know, and, and, uh, about those kind of a few of those stories, which, which people will, will learn in it. And, and ultimately the whole premise, why I believe so much in it is to really empower radical personal health optimization, like empowered health yeah. for the people. Right. So like no longer uh, is it cool to just like complain about a broken healthcare system? Like let's go out and make a difference and build our own self-care system. And also build our own all-star healthcare team because it's totally doable. We don't need to be dependent on on someone to tell us what to do. We can do our own research, but we can also still mindfully build our own team. And that's yeah. that's uh, yeah, it's my life's mission. It's my life's work, dude. That's what. And it's funny because you used the word empower, and that's what I came away with from reading it. And so I, I was going to ask. Okay, yeah. so you read the whole thing? Yeah. So give me your perspective on the book. So what I liked, and this was even in the last podcast when you were describing what it was going to be about, this is what really made me happy is that it's less of a like 
specific blueprint. Dogmatic, like blueprint. Yeah, it's like, not like you need to have this amount of whatever. Uh, name something health hacker. Yeah, like a, like precise <laughs> ingredients. Yeah, like in your bulletproof coffee. Exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't like you need to have you know this amount of fat every day, this amount of carbohydrates. Like yeah, counting your macros. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't that at all. It was more empowering because it was basically like inviting people along to figure out what works best for their themselves and their body. And the thing that I really thought was, is, is the most useful, um, is a lot of it went into mindset. It didn't go into, cause you, if you read the title art of health hacking, you almost have this idea of what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, cause just from the term health hacking in general, uh-huh you think about all of those very specific details. Um, but I guess adding in the art of makes it more of like the mindset piece, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. The mindset, the mental game, the emotional game. And, and yeah, you know, it's, it's titled the art of health hacking, not the science exactly of health hacking. And the two work really well hand in hand, but the big premise, yeah is to kind of position it and for people to have an understanding is that we don't lack in our world the science information or technology to live healthy we lack the art to know how to use those resources properly and effectively and you can't like argue with that you know like that's just truth at the end of the day like so what does that mean like it means how do you coach yourself how do you research on yourself and and experiment with yourself and on new things that you want to try. Yeah. And, and like, you know, uh, ha- like be able to have that sort of perspective uh, where you, where you can put on your coach hat to coach yourself. Um, and, and uh, in an artful and heartful way, the emotional game really, I, I, uh, you know, part of my story, we might've talked about this a little bit in the first episode, but uh, you know, I got into fitness big time and modeling and, and, you know, my six pack wasn't good enough for the cameras <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. And, and we laugh about that. And we joke about that. But like emotionally, I was living in South Beach, Miami, Florida, and it really fucked me up down there. Well, that's and, and that's I'm assuming that's what the culture is like when you're in that business. Totally. And it's not healthy. Yeah. I mean, th- in, maybe uh, it's been changing in different pockets. I, I yeah. will like agree that there's definitely positive progress and in, in consciousness growth in different verticals and sectors of health and fitness and but yeah, when it comes to like, like, like fitness vanity, like I fell into that. I was 24, 25 years old. And, yeah. and so the book is kind of about, uh, one of the pieces is about like my own growth and really seeing and viewing and redefining health to be holistic, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and how all four of those can like help each other, like how they're designed to like, you know, when you're training for like a seven day, like this, Chris is about ready to undertake this I think crazy. Th- I think I'll be on it when people listen to this, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's going to be literally adventuring through the desert. Uh, Moab uh, and It's elsewhere. like Fruta, so like Western Colorado yeah. and Moab. Yeah, and and uh, like that, obviously, is very physically taxing. It is, but, but on yeah. that's not the main thing. It's the mental game, the emotional game. Yeah. How am I going to deal with those factors? That. Right. When I worry about the race, that's what I worry about more. Mm, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, 
your attentiveness to those other areas will allow the physical to, to thrive sustainably. Yeah. For me, I wasn't fully connected with with my heart and my my uh, my mental game. I hadn't done the you know the introspection, the reflection, and the healing to realize that doing two a day insanity workouts on South Beach. And doing intermittent fasting mm, and too much work. was just in combination. <laughs> well, well, any sort. I mean, intermittent fasting is awesome. I will say, and it needs to be done right. High intensity interval training can be awesome, and it needs to be done right. I did it wrong, both of those wrong for a period of time, but uh, and so I talk about those in the book. And, yeah, man. Yeah, and I thought that actually My brought a lot still to the recovering. book. But I mean, the mindset thing—if people's if they don't have that foundation, they're not going to be ready to make healthy changes. Right. And you, like you said, you can be, you could see someone who's really physically healthy, but in the other areas of their life, they might not be reaching their full potential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's at the end of the day, you know, the way I break it down and, you know, first, first couple chapters empowering people to take inventory, Yeah. you know, and where they stand Yes, I'm what I call the four macro areas of health, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, but also those micro areas of health. So, yes, nutrition, supplementation, like relationship with nature, technology, relationship with friends and family and colleagues. And so, yeah, I had a lot of fun writing it. Now it's exciting to, like, enjoy the process of sharing it and hearing perspectives from people like you that have read it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now so. you get to take it out there and, like, really – I mean, if the end goal is empowerment, that now that's what you're doing. Now that's yep. your mission, right. which is, which is cool. And the book's good because it invites people. Like you ask questions, which Inside is a really powerful way for people to actually like grow. Mm. If you're not asking yourself <laughs> any questions, you're gonna stay stagnant. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Great point. Yeah, one of the my mentors that I quoted in my book, uh, a friend of mine in San Diego, Raj, uh, Lahodi, uh, shout out. I never remember. I'll never forget what, what he said. He says, um, smart people have answers. Geniuses have questions. Yeah. And, and that reframes to help us realize the, the power of, of, of a really good question. And so, you know, big part of my background experience is in actual health coaching. And so learning, both the science and art of asking powerful questions, listening and mm -hmm. attentively and reflecting based on what the other person just shared to help them feel heard and understood. Yeah. A big part of the book is democratizing a lot of those health coaching skills that, that like the average person can learn like, okay, what are the most powerful questions and ways of asking those questions that can help us feel empowered, confident and focused in our approach, you know, yeah. and, and not just with ourselves, but with others. Right. So it's one thing to like people that are listening to this, they want to improve themselves. They want to like create progress in this area of their own health. But the next level really be, it, that I see of people becoming health hackers is not just selfishly like building their own self-care team and like healthcare team. They're also our healthcare team, but also like Use like community, like helping friends and family by how you communicate with them. So much stress inside of relationships, inside of family and et cetera, uh, is due to like ineffective communication, right? Yeah. And uh, unconscious communication. And so 
uh, that if you get communication right and and get your own game right and then get your your own process of communicating with others down and experiment with that and, and just have a real conversation with people that's vulnerable and like you know unattached and like loving that comes off so much with much, so much more ease that like if you get that right like one of the, the 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 studies are clear the science out there around like centenarians like one of the key factors for people to live the longest happy healthiest life are powerful relationships you yeah. know and that comes so much of that is communication so totally man and that was something like i think if someone picked up the book they would be shocked that there was a chapter about communication yeah, and then I, re- yeah. I read it and i was like of course there should be a chapter about communication <laughs> like most of us suck at it you know <laughs> Yeah, like, well, well, yeah, and our ways of teaching it too. It's yeah. just a they're not really there and that what what is there is is um not the best. Often, so, what know? are some what are some things people can do for better communication? Um Totally, yeah. It few, could be with anybody, yeah. but just a few quick tips. Yeah. Yeah. Um so um there's an acronym that I learned in my health coaching experience. So a big part of like the health coaching science I learned um, and exper- experience often now in my day-to-day work with clients is called motivational interviewing. Okay. Okay. You read it. It was in the book. And motivational interviewing is one of the most like powerful evidence-based approaches uh, when it comes to helping people make effective, like empowered behavior change. Um, and... So MI for short, motivational interviewing, it's basically as it sounds, you're in a way building your own kind of inter- interviewing skills to help build and tap other people's motivation. Yeah. And inside of that science, inside of those skill sets learned, one quick tip is um, open-ended questions versus closed-ended questions. So we talk about the importance of questions. Um, the, the importance of asking questions in general, but the types of questions you ask and how you ask them, the tone, the energy behind it can be so important that people don't always realize. And, and, and that's what I love so much about my work in health coaching is, is if you nail that, get that right. Like the amount of opportunity for people to feel heard and understood, um, just skyrockets. So open-ended questions, an example would be, like, um, um, ver- in contrast to a close ended, a close ended would be like, um, do you want to, uh, try intermittent fasting in your lifestyle? Yes. So that's a yes <laughs> yeah, or no yes, question. No question. Right. You pigeonholed <clears throat> to, to, yeah. s- to, to answer from that. Whereas an open ended is like, what might be some areas of your health you're interested in experimenting with? Yeah. Right? And then they get to formulate their own plan. Exactly. Own that's yeah. you just said it. They discover on their own their what their i like interests and desires are as opposed to being pigeonholed into you know answering yes or no and uh, different questions so yeah. that's one tip open ended questions versus closed ended questions yeah. um reflective listening is another powerful skill set and that is listening not with the intention to like respond but listening to understand like you're not doing the thing that we all have done in the past where you're hanging around at a party people are telling stories and you're like i got a good story yeah. when it's my turn to talk yeah yeah i'm gonna blow them away with this yeah, story exactly <laughs> yeah I for sure that. for sure yeah so 
you know, when when people are sharing, um, uh, if so like if if the context and and is an environment allows for like if you have enough time, if you set the space up in time for for them to realize that you are listening to them, which I think setting context is key, um, and, and then to reflect to them what you heard them say, not mm-hmm. verbatim, but in like summary. Yeah. To help them feel heard, but also to help them clarify that what they said is what they meant. Yeah. Right. Because it's allowing them to hear what the other person thinks that they heard them say. And it deepens our own personal understanding. So, uh, yeah, reflective listening is that what that is called? That's interesting because it's kind of like if someone summarizes what you said and they summarize it in a way that you're like, wait a second, is that what I actually said? And then, like you said, you can clarify and like make sure you're, you're, I guess, being heard in the right way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, I, there's hours and hours and hours of, of training that a good health coach goes into to be trained in those. So don't think that this comes overnight. See it as a practice. And, and a lot of the concepts in the book are designed for people to practice, you yeah. know? And so, um, yeah, I, I <clears throat> health coaching communication skill sets can go very far in relationships. Well, and that's super, it goes super far in for health coaches, but also for the person that you are coaching. Um, because a lot of people, I think when they start, uh, getting healthier or they start a new habit, like a healthy habit of sorts, they want to share it with everybody around the them. world. They yeah. want to share it with their friends, their family and which can be great to an extent can be right. It's celebrating your success, ha- like helping other people. I mean, you know yourself, yeah. but you might be new. Yeah. That aspect of you could be new. And so you want others to know that about you. Exactly. Um, and what, in, what in, the, in the book, you mentioned the idea of like telling people that they should, the should suggestions. Yeah, don't, don't, sh- don't shit on others unless you like being shit on yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which the idea of that really was you're not telling people directly, which is funny. Cause that, I mean, for me, I'm like, that summarized your book. Like mm, yeah. you're just like, you're not telling people directly what they should do, but you're going about a way to guide them through their own process. Exactly, man. Yeah. Because we've all done it where we're like, hey, man, you should try blah, 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 blah. And then two weeks later, you're like, did you try that? And people are like, no, I didn't. And then you're like, oh, we should. You should have. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and that's it's interesting. And, and, and I'm sure that we're biologically hardwired to want other people we care about to experience other exactly. things that we've experienced that we found positive and uh, for our own life. Uh, and we think it'll help them that that's, that's where a lot of the intention comes from. Yeah. But you know, the truth is, um, more than like, like they don't care a lot of nine times out of 10, like they're more happier, uh, doing what they want to do as opposed to being exactly. told what to do. It's, it's kind of like, uh, the health coaching reframe that we taught. Well, I, I work for a health coach training organization called the Clinical Health Coach, and we we helped health professionals transform the conversation with patients across the country to go from do, teach, and tell to ask, listen, and inspire. Okay. And that's a whole different mindset and a philosophy. I mean, you're a teacher. Yeah. You get it. And and so here's the thing: like, 
for me, I believe teaching and coaching can go hand in hand and with each other really well. Like, like there's, there's a time and place for teaching when you've gotten, uh, when that person like wants to be taught something or they're interested. And so you can ask for permission, you know, sometimes to share. And so, you know, I'd love to hear your experience of, of that in the classroom as it relates to like communicating with your, your, you know, your uh, students. Well, it's just for me when I was going through school, if I was going to a lecture in college or something like that, where someone's talking to me and they're just straight up direct, I'm not thinking, I'm just listening, I guess. Yep. I would go into class every single day with the best intentions where I'm like, I'm going to pay attention. We have 55 minutes. I'm going to pay attention for all 55 minutes. Yes. And after five minutes, I would find myself zoning out because they were just giving me information, giving me information, giving me information. And so, you know, as a teacher, that's something they always tell us, you know, if we go home more exhausted than our students, then we're not doing it right. Like the students and I'm a science teacher, too. So like it's way more effective if they're coming up with their own questions. And I act as more of like a guide, like a guiding, like a Yoda, you yeah. know, like guiding them yes. towards, you know, like there are crafty ways to guide them towards certain ideas that I want exactly. them to, get to yep. but just directly telling them is not the way to go. Bingo. And that's not the way, like if you're teaching anybody about health, like you said, people are going to enjoy different things. Right. You know, like right. I'm sure if I told, pulled someone, I'm like, you should run six days across the desert. And they'd be like, what in the world? That sounds like the worst idea in the world, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, But to me, that sounds fun. And maybe they think something's fun that I think sounds boring or exactly. not fun. Or, you know? and, 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 yeah, and, and, and teaching a concept inside of a classroom setting is different than, like, yeah. empowering someone to, like, take sustainable action in their lifestyle. Yeah. Right? Like, that lifestyle shit's super personal. For you sure. You know? <laughs> But but the principles, like you said, like like not directly always telling them things, but allowing them to discover on their own. Yeah. Because when you discover it on your own, you own it. That's what a mentor of mine once shared. Yeah. Mitch Matthews. Um, oh, he's uh, been on the podcast. Yeah. He's Good old awesome. Mitch. He's the greatest. Yeah, Mitch is great, man. <laughs> he's the reason I start. Well, one of the reasons I started the podcast. Really? Because I heard I was throwing this idea around in my head, and then I was listening to his show. Yeah. And just you listen to him talk for like five minutes. And you're like, what can we do now? We're going to take on the world. Totally. <laughs> like he's so yeah. motivational, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. He is. So. Shout out to you, Mitch, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Thanks for the inspiration uh, that you brought to well, Chris and I's life. I guess that's interesting. So how do people take those moments of inspiration? Or even like it could be a few weeks where you're like just really jazzed about this new idea. But how do you turn that into a long-term thing in terms of like habit change or like a, a, yeah. a new behavior they might be inspired to try? Well, it's like if I like right now I'm watching this documentary series about the New Zealand All Blacks, the rugby team, and I'm reading a book about them and it's super inspirational. Wow. But I know in a couple of weeks, you know, if I don't follow up on the inspiration, like that's going to fade a little bit. And maybe some of the lessons I learned by, you know, absorbing this material I'm not going to be able to implement, you know? So how yeah. do you make like sustainable long-term change? Yeah. That bridge. Yeah. Definitely, man. Cause that's huge. Like bridging that gap between motivation to like actual action, action and sustainable is action. super hard. You bet. So, uh, so I've got this, 
little formula that I created after I wrote the book, actually. So people reading the book will not. Dude, you're stealing one of my other questions I was thinking. Oh. I was like, what What else would you add? But go on. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is my secret sauce. So I'm just going to lay it out there. I call it the health hacker formula. Okay. I don't know if that's what you're going to ask me about. No. Go for it. But it is, yeah, it's not in the book. Um, and it's a three-step process of creating sustainable, effective health optimization. So so in in, in a particular moment or like the d- a day of your life, this process works and over the course of a stage of your life. So for instance, it's a three-step process. Step one, the three steps are activate, elevate, and integrate. So yes, I don't know if, if I'm a poet at heart after writing this book, but I love rhyming for what it's worth. And these, <laughs> these make sense. So activate, step one is activate, take inventory, and take action, a little bit of action. So activates like warming up the engine, turning on the car, um, and like doing reflection around what you're called and what you're interested in trying, and then making a choice and like starting to plan the action. Mm -hmm. So in the book, people will learn about the five stages of change. So understanding those five stages is, is, is a value on its own, which, um, uh, people will learn in the book, but there's stages such as like uh, uh, pre-contemplation, contemplation, uh, preparation, mm-hmm. action, and then maintenance. Those are the five stages of change. So where you're like just starting to contemplate it. Uh, pre-contemplation is almost like subconsciously, right? Well, it's it's they're not ready yet at all. Oh yeah, I mean, okay. They, it's they've they've talked about like. Oh, I, I really should be doing this, but like, I don't really want to. I have this challenge, and um, anyways, so yeah, understanding those five stages, um, and knowing where you stand as it relates to certain habits that you want to try, um, this health hacker formula, this three-step process will will guide you to choosing the habits, and then using the five stages of change, almost like like coach yourself through the stages of change to go from contemplation to preparation to action and not overnight unless you're called to like don't rush change so so act so so step one is activate take inventory take action step two is elevate and that's taking it to the next level that's the practice of actually doing the action and like inside of so let's say you're looking at this three-step process over the course of your stage of life uh, sorry, I got the hiccups. Um, <laughs> no, it's all good. Swallowing. I'll scare you in a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, so elevate what, uh, for instance, I, I lead a 10 um, week health mastermind program. I do quarterly launches now. And this is like a, uh, I'm getting back into health coaching after writing this book and like high performance. Like uh, it's called the health hacker accelerator. It's like okay. this 10 week group health mastermind it's pretty cool um and so i use the formula throughout the whole 10 weeks so month one is activate yeah month two is elevate customize and optimize so that's that's when you really can take it to the next level and for instance inside of that month they get like advanced blood testing and genetic testing and uh, a consultation with my own naturopath doctor is that kind of where they're kind of like tweaking the habit at that point to like make it fit them uh, yes, yes. But so, so for instance, like it is so like you can start taking small action on nutrition yeah. and like hydration, for example, like those are two like fundamental 
uh, areas of health to like arguably like master first. Yeah. Right. Um, or at least, or at least early on. Um, and then in like month two, for example, like customize and optimize, we really, I lo- love helping people like build if they're interested, like as much as possible, a customized yeah. nutrition and supplement game plan based on their blood work and genetics. Yeah. Like that's the frontier of healthcare right now. And, uh, in my experience personally. And so, yeah, that's step two is activate or elevate. Step three is integrate. So reflecting on the new habit you've just tried. So if you're doing this in a daily basis, um, so like the next morning integrate. So reflect on your experience. What was it like? Yeah. What did you learn? Did you enjoy it? Um, what might you do different next time? You know, all of those sorts of questions, uh, fall under integrate. And that's the step that, uh, I mean the whole, the three steps work together, but oftentimes I find, you know, people miss out on the integration step, Yeah. you know, because that's what can help people reflect and integrate so that they have awareness around their experience so that when they move forward, it is sustainable, it is effective, and they're not just doing something um, just to do it. They're doing it because they want to and it feels good. And they enjoyed it. And they yeah. enjoy it, yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard for people to reflect nowadays. Yeah. Right? I mean, do you feel that? Well, I think that's a big, uh, that's kind of a, a core. Uh, that, that So you could say it's hard. I, I look at it as like, a huge amazing area of opportunity it is for sure for people that, oh for sure you know, that, that has to be i think that probably is one of the biggest areas of opportunity you know yeah like progress that's a that's something i think a lot of us can including myself can actually if we make time for it in our day i think that would have a huge effect yeah. on our overall happiness and yeah health Right. And it could be as simple as journaling, journaling. Yeah. Could be ta- having conversations like this with good friends. Yeah. Um, or to yourself, you know, looking in the mirror and just having Dude, some self-talk. You know, our friend stuff. Travis. Oh, yeah. He looks in the mirror and like actually just has a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at himself. And yep. I, at first it sounds like the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. <laughs> and like yep. makes you laugh because, you know, I know Travis and love Travis. And right. I just am imagining him talking to himself in the mirror and it's it funny be, to it me as a funny friend. to like watch it. Yeah. yeah. But then as I thought about it, I'm like, dude, that's actually like really powerful. I bet, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. The spoken word <laughs> Yeah. in general, like the power of your word, the words that come out of your mouth yeah. can carry and do carry so much energy and intention behind them and that they can make manifest in, in your own life, what you say. So I think that's, you know, probably what he's definitely tapping into. Yeah. Um, and it's just to like, don't bullshit yourself. Yeah. You know, tell that's the it. truth to yourself and, and connecting with yourself through the eyes and, and, you know, it's really hard to, uh, lie to yourself. Yeah, man. That's cool. So after finishing the book, this would be the hardest part about being an author or an artist of any sort is you finish it and I'm sure in your mind you're like ah oh. like the next day you were probably like oh I wish I would have added this or I wish I would have taken away nah, this ah yeah like the whole like constantly wanting to improve improve it yeah make it better was there anything like you thought about that or did you try to let that go yeah I definitely did think about that a little bit um and it's natural to think about it and it's all for me um uh 
you know, part of me, it felt so good to be done with it because it took so long yeah. that I was like, you know, I'm not going to sweat the fact that like I could have added this or I could have added that. Like it's good enough. Yeah. And that is our opportunity. I believe it, you know, I talk about it in the book is like, you know, for me, it was hearing this woman at a heart opening ceremony share with me that I'm more than my looks. Yeah. Like you're more than this, like you're more than whatever it is for people. Like you're more like what, what, what people might be holding on to if they're listening to this, like any sort of angst or stress, like, you know, like self-compassion for the win at the end of the day, you know, like, uh, and, and, and like knowing that you are good enough. Like there's, there's practices in the book for people to like, literally like I, I, I take a page out of Dr. Kristen Neff's book. Uh, one of the uh, foremost leaders of self com- in the in the field of self compassion, she talks about uh, how uh, like like don't <laughs> the the idea of don't like don't judge yourself for judging yourself, <laughs> right? So like yeah. that that's early on in the book, um, and and you can actually like write a letter to yourself from like the perspective of an imaginary friend. Yeah, like, that's something I learned from her that I shared in the book. Um, uh, What's the benefit of that? Uh, self uh, writing a, a letter yeah. to your, you you get out of your uh, your own patterns of self-talk whether they're negative positive or indifferent because you're um, writing it from a different perspective. from a different perspective okay. uh, to like acknowledge yourself okay and and like give yourself props and like uh, you know to be your own little like cheerleader and like you know support like to to really acknowledge yourself for all the great stuff that you've done and made progress on in your life yeah so yeah that's the benefits uh, of that but uh, to your question if you're interested in like other things that um that were not miss that i that i would like for instance i follow up with people like the five like if you buy a book on my website uh healthhackerbook.com um that that's where it's at healthhackerbook.com you'll see as a bonus i give out the five health hacks not mentioned in the book <laughs> these were this is my way of like bridging that gap so um oh, that makes sense yeah yeah it. so okay. I, I i could give one of those away I'll uh, give, yeah i'll give one of those away and and keep keep uh you know the cliffhanger for the, totally the other four totally but the the, the one that you brief, briefly experience and saw in my own place in my own apartment is the power of uh, not just sauna experience, but uh, infrared sauna. Uh, well, I have one particular brand that I'm a huge fan of for several reasons, but uh, it's sauna space and it literally it's like a tent. So I have a <laughs> near infrared yeah. sauna uh, that has four 250 watt uh, in incandescent. So not led, LEDs tend to have a flicker effect okay. that can disrupt your nervous system and are higher in electromagnetic frequencies, higher in EMFs, incandescent. So this is this is uh, near infrared, like 250 watt bulbs. So you get heat therapy and light therapy at the same time. And for me, it's been a game changer, especially if you live anywhere in the winter and like you know, mm. it's not just about like vitamin D, but it's about the full spectrum light exposure. Yeah, which uh, it. These these lights, the, the full spectrum light, mimics the sun. The sun, at different times of the day, 
has full spectrum light. So it's not just a yellow shiny object in the sky. It's not just a star we see and we get vitamin D from. Yeah. It emits several different spectrums of light from red to blue to uh, purple and green and all of these yeah. different light spectrums. And these have an effect on our bodies, on our nervous systems, on our hormones, on our circadian rhythms uh, that uh, the, the sauna mimics. Um, but uh, yeah, so obviously, uh, so all I yeah. want to say so is I was, I was in your apartment <laughs> yeah. and I was sitting down talking to you and your girlfriend at the time. And, uh, <laughs> we, you were like, turn around. <laughs> I didn't even notice this you didn't giant notice thing it. in your apartment. Yeah. There's this giant tent. Up. <laughs> and you didn't notice it. <laughs> no, I didn't at first. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what I thought it possibly could be. And this is be. a small, tiny, yeah. one-bedroom apartment. So it's not, it doesn't take up that much space, though. No, not at all. Yeah. It's a one- or two-person sauna. How hot does it get? That's a great question. I haven't measured the actual yeah. temperature in the sauna. Pretty damn hot. <laughs> well, here's the thing. What One thing to note um, about infrared sauna that's different from like a dry sauna, for yeah. example, or a steam room, is that infrared saunas heat your body up from the inside out okay think about that from the core from the inside out and so that allows you to breathe like it's not like my mom can do this sauna like typically steam rooms or dry saunas she can't because she can't breathe you can't breathe them, yeah because it's one thing to have your body hot but to have the air uh, like i got gotcha. not be breathable that's what's different from infrared. So saunas. it's heating up your body rather than the air from around the your core body. out. And, that and, makes and sense. Deep mitochondria yeah. healing that comes from the red light as well. So yeah, that's uh, that's like a one one thing that like people struggle with saunas and steam rooms because they get too hot. Yeah, like this gets hot enough, but you're not going to overheat. That's it. cool. Yeah. How how long do you stay in there? Yeah, anywhere from like twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah, give or take. You just you read know? some books. I saw yeah. some books in there. Sometimes I'll read. Sometimes I won't. I'll just, you know, the the founder, Brian Richards, shout out. He's built this business from scratch out of Missouri. Really? Started like seven, eight years ago with a chicken wire. Like his first <laughs> sauna was with chicken wire. And like he's so popular now. He doesn't just have like leading health experts promoting him as like the best sauna out there. Um, but like he, uh, uh, he also um, – God, what was I the point I was going to say? Oh, he's he. I mean, he's built this company from scratch, from chicken wire. Like he he has companies from chicken feed st stealing <laughs> his design. This is what I was going to say. He's had companies like like knock off his product. What really? Yeah, and even admit to it. Like there's people that like, oh, like yeah, we love your sauna so much, but we couldn't afford it. In quotes, <laughs> you should see me right now. You, we couldn't afford it, so we built our own. Oh yeah, you built your own with like a. a cheaper pro products yeah you're not exp you're exposed to light and it's not like uh you know it's not hypoallergenic and it's just it's not on the level like he's created like the tesla the top of the top of saunas yeah you know and uh, i'm excited for the growth and it's crazy that, that can company. it can fit comfortably in an apartment yeah right you know <laughs> comfortably easy in apartments just like yeah. a little little teepee little tent that's so cool yeah man. yeah so that's the one one of the five health hacks not to mention in the book. Nice. That uh, I'm a huge fan of. So yeah. Big what time. do you think? Just for you in general, what has been? What have you seen the most effect 
that from? Makes sense. The yeah. Big, yeah. So like, what are the highest leverage? Yeah. What do you think? For yeah. Me? For you, like yeah. when you've made a change, you were like, oh, like that obviously had like a gigantic yeah. effect. So overall, like for me, it's creating a healthy relationship with stress. Yeah. I'm both building a business and like, like practicing what I preach in terms of self-care, like simultaneously. Yeah. Like I don't work eight, you know, traditional eight to five work shifts like that like require me to shut off my response to feeling and not like do a like yoga session or breathing session or sauna or or epsom salt bath whenever i want like i'm lucky i get to work from home and yeah um make my own hours um so i'm able to tap into that ability to like listen to my nervous system and my stress levels yeah when you're both performing at, at your peak also trying to maintain health understanding your nervous system and relationship with stress for me has been a big one so um hot cold contrast therapy i'm doing that specifically right now for yeah. my ankle literally three minutes hot so we didn't even mention this i actually broke well yeah, yeah we, i we, wanted to get into that for I, sure. i'm healing something <laughs> specifically we're going to talk about in a second but yeah. in general i'll do hot cold hot cold showers okay um and um and that contrast therapy is amazing for the nervous system and for recovery. Like, uh, so that's, that's one way, uh, but do it like, uh, breath work. Okay. Not just f- to build like VO two max, but like to tap into hunger signals, like nine times out of 10, when we eat in our world today, like we don't need to eat, you know, we think we do because the world tells us we have to eat three meals a day. But yeah. like, you know, we used to fast days on end and, and be fine uh, with it. ancestral times, you know? And so, um, intermittent fasting for me has been big and using breath work, um, with in to help connect with how hungry you are. Yeah. Um, oftentimes like, when we think we're hungry, we're hungry. We really just need a state change and a deepening of presence yeah. in our body, or need some like a walk outside, you know, and and which is a state change and and uh, uh, some breathing or some water, some hydration, some, yeah, some healthy liquid. I know for me, yeah. it's always water. Can you relate to that? Yeah, because yeah, if water. I'm thirsty, yeah. I'm like, I just need to eat this entire bag of tortilla chips. <laughs> right, right. And they, even if they are grain-free and yeah. paleo tortilla, healthy yeah. tortilla chips, you know, like, um, yeah. So, so that's, that's a, that's a big one. Is the, the, yeah, man. I think breath. anytime you're, you're focused on your breath too, it, it brings you back into the moment and it like gets you out of unconscious mode and more into like where you're actually considering how you're feeling. You yeah. know, like sometimes we get on just, zombie mode where during like some mindless task or whatever and then just taking a second to just breathe exactly yeah 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 exactly but yeah man i gotta ask you so we're sitting here outside and you have one of those really cool scooters that you kneel on and then you can walk around because you can't put any weight on your feet this is true i guess i'm pretending like i don't know what happened for the podcast yeah (laughs) so yeah chris you're referencing my new whip, <laughs> if you will. I'm riding in style right now. Dude, on, you are on the um, on the knee rover. Knee Shout rover. out to knee rover dot com. Knee rover dot com. <laughs> I'm renting. I'm currently renting this uh, knee scooter to allow me to rest my right knee uh, and and shin uh, on this knee scooter because I messed up my ankle. I uh, 
had an injury. Yeah. Uh, the health hacker got injured. I broke my ankle. I have a uh, distal fibula, non-displaced fracture for all you radiologists out there and orthopedic docs. <laughs> uh, and a pretty bad sprain. I sprained a few ligaments um, at the same time. And um, so, yeah, I'm hacking my healing right now. I'm th- I'm on th- week three. Yeah. This happened a little over two weeks ago. My uh, puppy was attacked. Yes, uh, uh, my... Uh, 10 month old Bernie's mountain dog puppy. So he's a giant puppy. <laughs> he's a giant puppy. He's 60 pounds. Um, and, and growing burners can get a lot bigger than that, but, uh, he's a Bernie's mountain dog named Goji bear. Shout out to you, Goji bear. Um, uh, that's actually one of the other five health hacks not mentioned in the book is the power oh. of man's best friend. Nice. Um, but, uh, he was attacked by a pit bull. Dang man. Yeah. On site here. Yeah. Just w- from where we're sitting right now, you like, know, less than 40 yards, 30 yards in our dog park yeah. by a pit bull. And it was super scary. And I messed up my ankle saving him in the process. Like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, if anyone's prepared to deal with injury, I have to imagine it's health hackers, right? Yes, exactly, man. Yeah. So you went through a list. We were just in the pool. You went through a list of the things you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to go through them real quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. For sure. Yeah. The things I'm doing to hack my healing. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so as I mentioned, I'm on week three and you know, week, week one, it's all about just really taking it easy. And you know, week one, it was, um, doing more icing than I am now. Um, uh, but not too much icing. So, um, it's all a balance of inflammation early on and just throughout the whole process. Because you want inflammation because yes. that's healing, right? Yes, uh, it, it, it is. And it, and it's beyond inflammation. It's I learned not through some research the macrophages that actually go to like bring healing. Like ice inhibits that too much. So, yeah. But I, I've done some, some icing and elevation. Uh-huh. Elevation is, is good. But just number one, I mean, I'm staying off of it. Yeah. Like it's non-weight bearing. So... Uh, I, um, uh, so I, so big, big principle here. I've, I've basically stacked the deck in my own favor by building a team of badass, like, like health experts on this topic. Yeah. Like my healthcare team, I'm seeing a regenerative orthopedic sports med doc that actually trains other doctors to use this pr- particular type of ultrasound to understand healing uh like deeper and under like what's going on in the tissues and like like i was super impressed by the first visit with him um and he also has access to things like prolo therapy which is actually like sugar injections to speed up healing and also prp which is platelet-rich plasma therapy uh, which is uh, even more next level to help repair and enhance healing of ligaments, especially this is an area I've injured before. Okay. So I'm I'm so stacking back in my favor in this. Stuff yeah. There. So prolotherapy and PRP are things I'm looking into. Yeah. When I get to like week four, week five, week six, um, depending on to see where things are at. But in the early stages, I'm on a bone stack supplement to help the bone healing that has. Things like vitamin D, vitamin K, boron, um, uh, vitamin C, uh, calcium, like some just great things that like are the top, like essential vitamins and nutrients to to help 
the bone to heal properly. I'm also having a lot of collagen, uh, which, uh, you know, collagen protein bars from like Bulletproof or Vital Proteins has a great collagen protein. Um, I'll do, uh, when I was focused on reducing pain early on, I was doing willow bark, which is like the, uh, like, like natural, like original derivative of, of like aspirin, I think, or like Advil okay. or something. Um, so willow bark for, for pain and a little inflammation, some CBD, Yeah. but I'm actually now backing off the anti-inflammatories because in this process of week two, week three, like we really want that inflammation. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing what I'm doing now for advanced therapies, um, to speed up the healing, uh, besides like, you know, ingestibles is uh, class four medical laser therapy. Okay. So that's one that my, I, I found a physical therapist, uh, here in Boulder. So I used to do, uh, some consulting for a physical therapy marketing company, um, where I was responsible for like recruiting the most like best of the best, like companies that serve the physical therapy industry. Yeah. And so I recruited a lot of these companies <laughs> that have advanced therapeutic technologies Shout out to Lightforce Therapy Lasers. They were uh, one of the partners I recruited. And so Lightforce, they do like high end, like high watt, like super powerful, deep laser therapy to heal the tissues and yeah. speed up healing. Um, uh, so that's that's been one I've had fun with. I've done four sessions. I have, you know, the fifth session here in a few weeks. Um, and this isn't crazy expensive. Like people yeah. can look up this stuff online. Like if you buy a package, they're 20 bucks a session. Really? Okay. You know? Cause that's what I was going to ask them. Yeah. Like, man, this sounds like it can be expensive. It can yeah. add up. But then at the end of the day, like what's more important than investing in your own yeah. health. Right. Yeah. Um, um, cause like without your health, like what good is wealth, you know, yeah. what good is a successful like business? So like, so that's laser therapy healing. I'm focused on uh, doing that. Uh, I've done some pulse electromagnetic frequency, uh, PEMF machines, some some to to speed up uh, the circulation and okay. healing in the ankle. Uh, so Beamer is a company that I've used. Like I've been renting out, uh, actually just borrowing a machine from a friend that owns it. It's like this full body mat and like system that sends like super high levels of frequencies through the body to like speed up circulation. So that's kind of like new advanced, uh, therapy. Yeah. Um, you know, what's funny is it's probably not funny to you right now because you can't walk, but, uh, yeah, I can't walk. It's even sad. though you're injured, <laughs> even though you're injured, it's, Thanks for it's like going to eventually like just increase your knowledge and all of this stuff, right. or at least increase. I mean, health hackers, I think the whole idea yeah. is that you're experimenting on yourself to figure out what works and what didn't work exactly. and all that stuff. And it's like, here's a perfect opportunity for that. It just sucks. Cause obviously you don't want to have to go through this. You right. So. Yeah. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Yeah. Right. Just like, yeah. You know, you, you wouldn't wish ill health or injury on anyone. Yeah. But, um, but now that it's happened, yeah, it's a chance for me to go deeper in my own kind of, um, health and healing experience. And, and, um, and, and this is stuff that, you know, people can, relate to and learn from and like yeah. um regardless of whether or not you have an acute injury like those two advanced techs that i tech technologies i mentioned um are great for anyone recovering yeah. from you know soft tissue issues um to just chronic pain yeah. um that laser therapy is amazing and then the contrast therapy for recovery you know so i'm doing my protocol here for my naturopath uh of a couple of naturopaths and they both shared the same uh three minutes hot 
water in the tub and then I've got a, a cooler filled with wa- cold water and some ice, 30 seconds of ice. Yeah. I do three rounds of those um, and and to, to speed up circulation yeah. in the area. So, man, it's yeah, it's been fun to hack it. And every day, seriously, like the pain, the pain goes down every day. The yeah. swelling goes down every day and the mobility and like that's increases every day. Yeah. Yeah. So that rocks, man. It could be the start for uh, Art of Health Hacking, too. <laughs> you never know. I don't know. That <laughs> I'm like, first book, you're like, oh, geez. That first book did me in. I don't know. I might do a little docu-series on this. That'd be and, cool, man. So where where can people find the book? Yep. Uh, I know yeah. it's big releases coming up. For sure. So uh, it is available on most uh, – anywhere places sell books. Yeah. Really. Um, I don't know about mom-and-pop local bookstores in your town, but you could bring it there. But the Barnes & Noble will have it. Uh, it'll so be cool. Amazon.com, of course. And then my website – um, uh, either way would encourage, yeah. So my website's healthhackerbook.com. That's where they can go learn more about the book and yeah. see what health experts I interviewed for and got involved. It's with legit. It. Awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks dude. Um, but, uh, we also, yeah, we have a book club that's, uh, we've been on and off with, but it's, it, we're picking it back up a free book club. If you do buy a book and from any one of those spots, um, head on over to Facebook to join our free health hacker book club. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a great spot to go. Cool, man. Well, TJ, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Thanks for taking me swimming. Yeah. Giving me, me some shorts. Yes, sir. My <laughs> friend. And maybe we'll get you a sauna session one of these days. Oh, that'd too. be sweet, dude. Yeah. This well, has been a blast, Chris. Awesome, man. Well, we'll have to have you back on at some point in the future. Awesome. You bet. So, I right, see you, man. All right. Peace. All right. That wraps up this week's show. Episode 99, uh, of the podcast. Thanks, TJ, for sitting with me and chatting with me. It was a really good afternoon. Um, I hope that you are healing and recovering well from your broken ankle and your dog bite and all the craziness that is coming along with that. Like, maybe it'll just teach you how to you'll that you'll appreciate walking that much more. <laughs> um, once again, we'll not be back next week. We're taking a week off for family vacations and recovery from the desert rat stage race. Uh, but then we will be back with episode 100. What a huge milestone, uh, with a race report and some live recordings from the desert rats stage race. Uh, if you want to follow that this week, if you're listening to this, the week it comes out and you want to follow that race, go to Gemini adventures. I, I believe if you follow their Facebook group or their Instagram, you will see continuous updates through the week. And, uh, I'm anticipating it being exciting, um, dramatic <laughs> and just a super cool, super fun time. So, All right. That's kind of where I want to leave you this week. I hope you guys all are having a wonderful summer and I hope you are getting after your own dreams because at the end of the day, the absolutely only thing I've ever wanted from this podcast is to empower people, empower whoever's listening to this. You are awesome. You bring something special that no one else in this world possibly can bring because no one else has had the experiences or the same exact personality that you have. So share that with the world and you can share that by following your dreams and really getting after it, putting in hard work and accomplishing some goals and really just spreading goodness and happiness 
to the whole entire world. That's the goal at the end of the day. All right, guys, we'll get back at you with episode 100. All right, see ya.